I have an idea that um, I'd like to share, and I'm going to start doing a podcast like this. Uh, I'm also going to start doing vlogs and other things. So this is just kind of a, um, me talking about it and getting a little practice. Um, I want to design a fleet of spaceships to uh, travel throughout the uh, entire universe. And the reason I want to do it is God's going to make a bunch more worlds soon. And uh, when he does it, he's going to create uh, life on those worlds. Worlds that are fully formed, men that are alive and fully formed alive. And uh, also, um, stars. And I want to start mapping because it's going to take you know a long time to map uh, all the worlds in the universe. And when God makes them, I want to go there and map them. So what I want to do is design a spaceship that has um, a really high speed potential. And I've designed one that um, gets speed bursts when it goes past uh, certain places. And uh, it's not fully designed, but what I'm thinking is to do this preliminarily, I want to do it as affordable as possible. Rockets in the world, I, I think they probably cost a billion dollars to go to space. So the spaceships I designed in my, um, at the last place I lived, before I lived in the Earth, I lived on another world. They, uh, they're the highest technology I can think of. And uh, I designed and built almost everything, but except for the electronics. I'm, I'm not knowledgeable of electronics. So I need more knowledge of uh, fiber optics and um, elect electronics transistors and things like that, uh, circuit boards. And once I have that knowledge, then I can start to make um, a whole lot of uh, the things I need. But what I'm probably going to do is uh, source the parts out. A lot of things like um, electronics boards are just better sourced out to another nation, you know, to someone that can build them well. And so I might buy like the rolls of fiber optic cable and I might um, have people in other worlds build like uh, the controls so it won't be the drive for the engine just the controls which means no one can steal my technology and use it for themselves and so what I'm thinking is I got two options I'd like to build a uh, gigantic fleet of spaceships and teach men and women to uh, pilot the spaceships and pay them to go to other worlds and do the mapping and uh, to speak to the people and to leave communications arrays there so they can talk to us from other worlds throughout the universe. And I've partly designed those. And I have about two years, eight months to uh, to do it. I'd like to do it faster than that. But what I want to do is get the full designs done. And then I want to go and spend all my time building the spaceships and communications arrays. And so what I'm thinking is I got really two choices. I could build for myself one monolithic spaceship with the highest technology um, I have. And it would have uh, an extremely powerful weapon, metal that's nearly unbreakable, stronger than any metal in the world, and incredibly high speeds, fast enough to travel the galaxy uh, in two or four days. Maybe faster. It's kind of a bitch to pilot those ships myself. I wanted to pilot with other people, but the men that I left the ships with in the last world, they, uh, they're they irresponsible and untrustworthy. They uh, they don't travel. It's been more than 
it's been about 50 years and they don't go to other worlds they don't talk to anyone they don't teach anyone anything they don't build anything and they don't um, want the ships now I'm going to leave them in that place, it's like a lot of places. It's a, it's a God made every place, but it's also a place God built. There are some things God made, uh, and this is a big uh, place that people can live, where men can live, and uh, and. Uh, trust them with the spaceships and so what I want to do is um, get people that I can trust just honest people they don't they don't need a lot of other qualifications if, if someone's honest that's probably the only qualification they need and then they can pilot a spaceship and that can all be learned if they're honest so what I'm thinking about is um, if I build one for myself that's extremely fast I can do all of this myself I did the math last night. It would probably take me, after building the ship, one year to travel every world in the universe where the people are and drop off a um, communications array and to speak to the people and to go to the next world. Um, so what I would need to do that is uh, I'd need to buy some uh, something like a tablet or a laptop where men and women could, I could leave behind knowledge. And so I want to leave behind knowledge of peace knowledge of uh, how to have uh, perfect peace so knowledge of um, compassion kindness knowledge of uh, how if there's ever warriors on those worlds how to teach them to not uh, hurt the people and to not steal from them in the past warriors in the earth hurt people so if you don't know much about history warriors in the past stole from people went in their houses and took things and the king didn't enforce the law. Warriors just stole with reckless abandon throughout all of human history in the past. In most civilizations. Knowledge of uh, love for each other, humankind, human kindness, loving kindness, and uh, knowledge of God on every world. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to do a podcast like this where I talk about uh, knowledge of God in the universe, knowledge of science, physics, math. I'm going to talk about all of it, actually. The history of the whole universe. So a lot of the things I'm going to talk about are more of a casual interest for a podcast. The only things that are really urgent are the things that are um, knowledge of God's salvation and knowledge of the devil. Those are urgent. Everything else is recreational and fun casual kind of interest in, in um, pleasure topics but today um, I'm thinking about my plans see in the past I went small with my plans I built spaceships that could travel the entire galaxy in uh, between two and four days I'm gonna say four days 
And when I lived in that place, I built the spaceships, I built most of them, and I built the technology to build the hall, you might call it. The, the hall is built in space from the Earth with one single machine. And, uh, well, there's one in space, but there's basically these two machines, um, and it produces the metal out of nothing. And then it forms the hull in one move. And when it forms the hull, is one piece there's no joints except for the door to get in and the door might be the strongest part of the spaceship <coughs> now these um, spaceships are, are really fast when men travel they don't need any air tanks because the spaceship provides the air automatically it has an infinite power source that draws the power from um, what you might call nothing It will almost never, it might not need maintenance or repairs for another uh, 50,000 years or more. It uh, has a window where you can see through the metal, there's no glass. And you can see everything in the galaxy simultaneously. In the front window, and you can also see it in the back. It has communications equipment. So if they wanted to communicate with Earth, Earth uses radio waves, which might take millions of years to reach faraway worlds. Thousands of years to reach a nearby world. And so, um, they can see the whole galaxy. Every star, every world. They could visit every world where men live. And they could go study worlds where no men live. They could bring back beautiful photographs and spread those for the galaxy. They could bring men from other worlds to here and from here to there. And they don't visit us. They don't visit anyone. Because they, uh, they made a lot of mistakes. They weren't really worthy to... Um, have the spaceships. So if they went to um, a few worlds here and there, they could have gone to every world in this in this galaxy, not the universe, it's the galaxy, in the time they had the spaceships, at least, at least once, and visited them and left behind communications equipment. And so the spaceship I made, it can amplify a faraway signal. It doesn't make the signal travel farther, it amplifies it in a, a very um, cool way so that they could speak to us on Earth. They could, if they wanted to, listen to Earth radio from almost anywhere in the galaxy. And it's a huge galaxy. But they don't do it. They don't know anything about you. I told them not long ago that men in the Earth are astounded that no aliens visit us with spaceships. That you, you talk about it and some people think aliens aren't real. And they said, oh, well, they didn't know. These are the wisest, most knowledgeable men I've ever met in all the places I've ever lived, all the worlds. And uh, 
They just didn't know that you were interested in meeting them. They didn't know you wanted to meet them. So what I'm planning to do is leave behind a communications array on every world. They can communicate with me and the Earth, send pictures and photographs. So phase one would be that. Phase two might be to give them a spaceship. I don't want to do that. I want maybe diplomats because they all speak different languages. So someone would need to translate the languages. I might hire someone in the Earth to do something similar to Google Translate automatic uh, translation of uh, their languages from their world. They just need to they input the name of their world. There's so many languages that you couldn't just guess it. Uh, some of the words are very similar on other worlds. And so um, they'd be able to send pictures. But the next thing I want to do is send something like a satellite. To travel around, maybe self-guided to take photos of every galaxy, every star, and every world from above, transmit those back to Earth with the uh, communications technology that I'll um, invent, or new, um, or old technology, the one that I've already made. They can amplify it. If I, I don't know if I can amplify that far, but I'd have to invent something new. But there's always a way. For a man that has a passion, a real passion for life and families, Human beings, humanity, loving kindness, compassion, love, mercy, God, faith, hope, trust, and love, gentleness, knowledge of math and physics. There's always a way for that man to, uh, to do something cool. And so what I want to do is I want to start just a conversation with the whole universe, with proof that we can have every day, that men from another world talk to us with their language, pictures of them. photos of their world and space pilots from the earth or from those worlds that travel around can tell the stories in the earth you might want all the proof here but they might want proof where they are i want to set up space tours so in every galaxy they can children for their birthday party can see nearby planets and teenagers can get space tours and see the whole galaxy and see the magnificent creation that god made where they live their galaxy and we can see ours that's my hope to do it in the next 12 years. So I got two options. I can build a giant fleet of 10,000 spaceships and send them out and pay them to uh, to do this. And there is money available to do it. If we charge $5 per trip per person to go to uh, space, then there's a little bit of profit. And the spaceships I plan to build are extremely affordable. And that's kind of what I'm thinking right now, affordable spaceships. The reason I want to build affordable spaceships is I built metal that's so resistant that it probably can never be destroyed with a weapon that can destroy an entire world and left it in the hands of men that didn't, don't care about anyone but themselves. And so the lesson is that that kind of technology has to be trusted. 
And we can't trust the technology unless it's in the hands of men that are trusted. But if I build spaceships that are fast, with seating, a place to sit or stand, then um, I can put no weapons on them, minimal armor and things like that, almost none, maybe none. But the technology I build, it doesn't get hot when it goes through the atmosphere like a rocket or a space shuttle from the Earth. So the spaceships I've, I've built, they don't get hot. There's no heating. So they can go from the Earth to outer space in a matter of one or two or three seconds. And so these spaceships are vastly superior to um, to, to rockets. They can go in and out of the um, Earth through the atmosphere without getting hot, without, without burning up. And then they can talk to each other about how they want to build their societies. Now, what I want to bring to them isn't diplomacy like we have in the Earth, but it, kind and compassionate words from kind and peaceful men and women, young mothers that are gentle and honest, and uh, Buddhists, men that have knowledge of mathematics, but not earth knowledge. A lot of the knowledge here is wrong, so we can't teach it. But if I teach it, I can send out correct knowledge of mathematics to uh, every world, just a little bit, every day. And I have a, um, a four-hour teaching system where I can teach an adult, even if you don't know any mathematics, how to count to uh, 100 trillion and how to do the majority of mathematical calculations you would need to do to travel through space. And I can do the whole thing in about four hours. You don't really need all of it. But if every day a man or a woman learns a little bit on every world of my words about peace and loving kindness, compassion and mercy, I'd make work of it, then um, it wouldn't be long until there was a uh, universal empire of peace. With the conversation of peace every day, there could be a universal empire of peace. No conquering, no armies. They still don't have any spaceships at this point on uh, most of the worlds, so they would just be able to communicate and they could speak words of peace. They could take selfies. And uh, the most popular place on every world would be the center of the city where the communications array is. That's my plan. Now, in order to do this, it would take probably millions of generations if we did it a normal way, waiting for technology to progress. And in order to do this, it, um, I left spaceships with other men that are really designed for this galaxy, not for the whole universe, but they can go, these spaceships can go pretty far. I never tested everything they could do. But um, 
I'm interested in all of these things. I'm interested in travel. And I'm interested in uh, communication and peace. So one way I could do this is I could build for myself a monolithic spaceship that's huge. Maybe the size of a very small town or maybe the size of, uh, let's say ideally the size of uh, two large city blocks. Round in design. Because of sheer forces with my engine designs, I like a round design on a spaceship rather than square, rather than triangle. But I might make it like a small city so that I could take men and women, uh, their whole families, and they could um, have a place where they can sit, go to the bathroom, water, they could wash themselves, they could bathe, be clean, place for food. The spaceships I designed last time were designed for work. You go to a world and you do some work there and you talk to them and build up relations and start to establish peace and start to establish yourself as an expert. If you have a spaceship, you're an expert on the galaxy. But those men didn't do it. And, uh, so if I do it myself, I would only need a spaceship big enough to haul cargo, communications arrays, like radios that go on tables, with a camera so they can take pictures, selfies, so we can send video pictures and words from other worlds. And so every day I can send them a word from Dale Travis Maynard. Now, I like this idea because I could be the first to establish peace. And um, once peace is established in the whole universe, I can show that with a conversation and knowledge of compassion, loving kindness, knowledge of God, and all that I said, there could be an intergalactic, multi-galactic empire of peace not conquering so if ever another world wants to know what did it, did it ever happen was there peace in the universe the answer would be yes and if they ever want to know more they would only need to know my name so I like the thought of that of my name being the most famous name in the whole universe because when they think of my name they'll think of peace and wisdom knowledge and family compassion love between a brother and a brother, between two men. They might think of each other as brothers from another world. Right now on the earth you might say space brothers, but I just say brothers. We can see what they look like, what their family looks like, what their smile looks like. We can see their smile. We can tell them a joke from, um, that we've heard. Maybe they would laugh. And you'd start to find out real quickly that if you send really filthy jokes to another civilization, their civilization starts to decline. If you start telling crass jokes about butt-fucking, if you start degrading women and telling them to abuse children, 
and to murder each other, those civilizations quickly decline. But if they hear my words, they can hear words of peace every day. And they can have an intergalactic, multi-galactic civilization of peace. I can send them wholesome and hilarious jokes. I know many. I'm very wise. I am wisdom. And I have wisdom that is everlasting. And I can send them that. And knowledge that's everlasting. And I can share with them that. And so when I teach... It would be a little bit every day. I could do this all myself, and if I built a spaceship that was fast enough and big enough, I could haul communications arrays to the center of the universe and then distribute them to worlds. And seeing my spaceship come and go would be a joy. It wouldn't be a fearsome sight. In the future, men might build spaceships with weapons of war, and seeing a spaceship land might be a, a terrifying thing where men feel helpless and afraid. But if they see my spaceship, it might be a joy. It's silent. I would bring pizza and music to their world. The best music in the whole universe. I could try to bring that to every world. And then with experience doing this, I'd have more knowledge of, of space travel. Because I've only traveled through the galaxy. But once I travel through the universe, I'll have more knowledge. And all of a sudden, one day when I'm doing it, many of you might say, well, I didn't know if that was possible. And I might say, come with me. You've been on 10 tours through the galaxy by then, maybe. And I might say, next, let's go through a, a tour of half the universe. I'll show you five galaxies today. See, my spaceship's so well designed and built that once, once it's built, it will um, almost never need any repairs or maintenance. The metal's nearly indestructible. No weapon in the universe can damage it. If a nuclear bomb detonated on the hull of the ship, it couldn't damage the hull. And you might say, that sounds excessive, but... In space, you might collide with something. You need a strong hull of the ship if, you, uh, if you're if you doing normal space travel. Someone might shoot at me with a weapon. I know two civilizations that have weapons. I need to be able to defend against their weapons. So I need better spaceships than them. With better hull design. So that no one dies when I take a bunch of 15-year-olds out for a birthday party tour of Neptune to eat pizza and ice cream with me and their mother and hopefully their father. And so there might be teenage girls doing TikTok dances with the view of Neptune behind them. A video, like a literally a literally a video, not a not not generated graphics from a computer. And there might be 15-year-old boys doing prank videos on a spaceship you know dude perfect bouncing balls in some strange direction in space my spaceships have what you'd call artificial gravity it works perfectly every time it always works perfectly every time 
They have everything you need. But my sp my spaceships I built for myself, they they're made for four men to go and work. And I want to make uh, spaceships for families. So I could build one big monolithic spaceship, or I could build a fleet of affordable spaceships. They'd have inferior hull design, uh, almost no weapons. Maybe something to push a rock out of the way if there's an, a rock coming towards the spaceship. Uh, but nothing to attack the world or attack each other with. So when somebody sees these spaceships land, it'd be a joy. Now, I tried to figure out the hull design. In the Earth, we have a really big problem with um, metal. Uh, there's a lot of metal in the Earth, but um, most of the metal ends up in junkyards. Uh, there's two kinds, the kind, or three kinds. The kind that's thrown away, second, recycled, third, um, automobiles. Uh, so automobiles, they already have a uh, design. They're designed for people to go inside. They have seats, they have a, an interior, and they also have um, a place for uh, controls. So I've thought about a couple ideas just for fun. Now, ideally, one thing I could do is I could go to metal scrap yards where they have iron and steel. And um, iron and steel aren't ideal. In fact, I think they're right, inferior metals for building a spaceship if it's traveling around, but they might rust or be abraded. But I have technology that I want to build that um, there's no friction really when it, the spaceship travels through the atmosphere, like zero friction. So those that would work. And I could build a fairly strong spaceship that's extremely heavy. And what that really affects is acceleration and deceleration when the spaceship's heavy. So preferably, uh, the spaceship that I would need, I would need two kinds. One for um, space tours to travel and see things. And another for delivery, like a cargo ship. So I could get aluminum cans, which are recycled, I think. And I could build a spaceship with a, many of the components inside made from recycled aluminum. It's probably a very affordable metal. And then there'd be less garbage in the earth. See, I don't want to contribute to how much garbage is in the earth. And if I could lessen it, that'd be great. Because many, many human beings live here and call the earth our home. But I don't. I've been to many worlds. And I only came to the earth temporarily. And I don't want to stay here forever. There are other places to go that I like a lot more than the Earth. And the men that have possession of my spaceships I built, they, um, they don't come here either. I actually left a lot of technology here with knowledge of their machines and how to build them. They don't even come here to, to read what I wrote so if someone on Earth found those machines that I made, they would have access to the technology that we made. I think there are six machines in the Earth, hidden in the Earth that I hid decades ago, with knowledge of how to make these machines. They're hidden, and you can't, you can't get them. And those men don't want to come visit you. They didn't even know you were interested. That's how, that's how rarely those men come to the earth or think about the earth. They didn't even know. 
So what I'm thinking is one way to do it is to go to junkyards and buy old vans and SUVs for like a thousand bucks or less. Just to get the metal. Because right now junkyards pay to haul those away. And then I could pay a mechanic to strip the vehicle, take out the motor and everything. So it just sits on the ground. Underneath I'd put something soft like tires. And the people could just get in a van with spaceship controls and go to space. And when the van lands, um, they could just land in a van. It's ugly, but there'd be less waste, wasted metal in the earth. And everyone would know it's me. If we just paint the vehicles that are scratched, then we only have one problem. Um, they can't go very far, clearly, because they, they need bathrooms. So everything would have to be like a really, really close travel trip. But they, um, or high speeds to get to other worlds. Or um, the other problem is, is oxygen. So we could put in an oxygen tank on these. And it'll, they'll leak oxygen, but if we improve the seals on the doors and the windows, throughout the whole vehicle where air leaks, there's other places where air leaks in vehicles, then um, there might be a very slow air leak, but that's okay. Um, it's not ideal. We would just need to not have too much pressure. In rockets, they put too much pressure in the in the um, cabin. So we would just have a little bit of air leaking all the time, and that's okay for a four-hour spaceship, and then they could just come back. They're not going to get sucked out the window or anything. With low pressure, there's, no, there's not a lot of suction. It's more like somebody just going... It's the light blowing. It's really almost nothing. So the one idea is to take a recycled aluminum and have somebody fabricate it into a hull design. And so I could find a producer that's willing to at first fabricate 10 and then later 10,000 hull designs for uh, hulls for spaceships, identical for everyone, made out of recycled aluminum with like a three-piece hall design plus a door or something. They'll be flimsy. And inside, if you know if something breaks, we'd have to put a patch kit inside the spaceship. But if you get a hole in the hull of the spaceship, you actually have a lot more air than they show in sci-fi shows. Um, there's no there's not pressure in space. So the air doesn't suddenly go out at high speeds. It's kind of like if you were in your bedroom, if you filled it with helium and then you cracked the window, your, your room is still filled with helium and it might be there for a couple hours. It would just slowly like pass back and forth. So if, if there's a leak on a spaceship, we don't really get sucked out unless there's high pressure from air inside. If you get a pull in the spaceship, there's not like a lot of wind. And uh, so you have air for a long time, even if it's leaking. So it doesn't really blow out that fast. Uh, secondly, um, you might say that the um, temperature in space is neutral enough. that it's not really going to kill you immediately or anything like that. 
I know they say it's zero degrees, but I, I'm saying it would have uh, not as much of an effect as they think. And for those that go into space, maybe I'll teach you this one day. So if you really wanted to go into space, you could just wear like your grandma's winter outfit, like a knit sweater and some knit gloves, and you could actually spacewalk. You just need a cable, uh, something like a strap to tie you to the spaceship because there's no gravity in space. In case you uh, don't make the walk, then they can just pull you back in the spaceship and you try again. So air isn't as big of a problem. Um, so they'd need like a repair kit. I'd need to design that for quick repairs to make sure that there's still air. But when they re-enter the atmosphere, there's no problem with friction with my spaceship engine design. I call it a spaceship drive. I'll need to engineer a, uh, a catwalk. It's like a long walkway, like what they use in airports. But so I've just probably put that in space with a drive. If anyone doesn't make it back on a spaceship and then something weird happened, we could just go up and get them and come back and it would be like a 15 minute, 10 minute, five minute journey. Then we just go up, they walk from one spaceship to the other one and that's it. Spaceships don't really need robotics. So the door to get in and out can just be um, lowered with a rope that would save a lot of money. And so if I did this, I could have affordable spaceships that can travel 10,000 spaceships, a whole fleet. If men and women are willing to work with their hands and with their back and to be smart, they pull the door closed and they lock it tight and then they go, they travel uh, 25,000 or 200,000 times the speed of light to another world. When they get there, they can land or they can do a space tour. They can take photographs and selfies. They can do spacewalks. They need air in space. So if you were doing a spacewalk, in my experience, you don't need the spacesuit. All you really need is to um, cover up uh, with something warm. And then you might wear a mask. It's better if you cover all your skin. Um, so if you wore like a skiing mask and goggles and a breath thing you could do the spacewalk easy you could even hold your breath going from one ship to another is no big deal I mean that might take 30 seconds if you've done it a few times if you've done it a bunch of times you basically jump from one ship to the other with a, with a strap and then you unstrap from one ship when you're done or you could uh, put a rope between the two ships and you just kind of pull yourself along real fast but you could basically jump from ship to ship. It's really easy. It'd take like 30 seconds. You wouldn't even need to you just hold your breath for 30 seconds if you wanted to. It's easy. But anyways, I want to build affordable spaceships and a catwalk. And I might make it out of recycled aluminum. I don't want to build it out of indestructible metal. If the American military ever gets a hold of a ship I design, such as my big monolithic ship that I might build, then they might try to be like the Borg or something and go around and conquer everyone with an unbeatable, indestructible ship that can take a nuclear blast detonated on the hull with no damage. And then they might spend all their time trying to figure out how to defeat my technology. They might see it as a threat. Now, it's not a problem for me because I can get the spaceship out of the atmosphere in one or two or three seconds. Maybe four or five because it's a really big weird design but no rocket's going to get out of the space uh, atmosphere as fast as I can go so I'd, they couldn't even shoot me or anything and I, I'm not going to attack anyone remember I want to build a civilization of peace 
I came to the earth hoping that I could teach men about peace on another world, showing them that in the earth there can be peace here. And I failed at that mission, but I learned a lot of other things about peace and I've decided it's better to bring peace to another world. The earth is not the place to do it. The earth is a disaster. You have your ways. So I've been observing men in the earth for uh, thousands of years. I've lived here and I've taught entire nations what to do. And then after I left, they stopped doing it every time. So I'm not overly interested in the earth right now. So if I can build 10,000 affordable spaceships out of recycled soda cans and beer cans and uh, minivans and SUVs from junkyards, then men and women can take selfies in space out, out of uh, Cadillac Escalade and a Chevy Tahoe and a uh, Toyota Tacoma and a Dodge Durango or a Corvette or a Ferrari or anything that I could find where it's junkyard uh, body parts. And that might be okay. It's not ideal, but it's affordable. The, the drive system I'm working on with the controls and the drive, I'm looking at about $3,000 per ship to build it right now. And if I can get the parts more affordable, it'd be less money. If I can get a, a efficient uh, hull fabrication design in a spaceship where men stand, men and women stand and children stand, then um, it'd be just the cost of the aluminum and the fabrication. And then I need the, the spaceship controls, the thing that makes it go in space, and that's it. The drive system, you might call it. The old drive system was made out of a, an unfamiliar metal, and it had uh, moving parts. And you might call it an in infinite energy machine. I don't want to bring that to the earth right now because you'd all fight over it. So I want to create a drive system that um, requires little or no electricity. So to control it, I might bring like a 12-volt battery or something. And if you want music, you would just bring like a, your iPhone or something. Your smartphone and a uh, battery um, those portable battery things. What are those called? You plug it in with a USB cable. You might bring something like that for your spaceship journey. So I want to build affordable spaceships that have almost nothing in them. But the whole purpose of bringing communication systems <clears throat> to other worlds, that's number one. Number two, birthday parties at Neptune. Number three, anniversaries for husbands and wives at uh, you know, Jupiter or something to see the rings of Neptune or the rings of Jupiter, drink a glass of wine, a husband and wife after you know, 15 years of marriage. And uh, space tours for anyone who just wants to see space. Now on the space tours, I might bring anyone and I might do a whole podcast on that. So I'm going to write some notes while I do this. I'm going to talk about what would happen if I brought astrophysicists, mathematicians, 
and astrologers, astronomers. Astrologers, you, you might be surprised, would be very interested at seeing the, uh, the worlds and the stars. And I could teach them about, um, about what they're interested in, the stars and the worlds and the constellations. They could see the constellations from space and they might really enjoy that if, if they're interested in constellations. So I wouldn't limit it to people that um, you might laugh at. I, mean, I might take a lot of people. I might take atheists and agnostics, but I probably wouldn't because it would con contradict what they believe. A little bit. So, I don't need a lot of uh, hardware on the ships, almost nothing. Just a door to get in, a drive to make it go, controls to control the drive, and then it would need, you know, basic things like oxygen and for long journeys, uh, a toilet. And so this is just kind of a, a way for me to talk about it because I don't have anyone to talk to about this. Um, I don't know anyone that's interested in space travel like me. Anyone. Besides men from another world uh, where I left the spaceships and the Falralkin and then in the center of the universe, near the center actually, um, there's another world where they do two or three worlds where they do space travel. Besides them, there's no one to talk to really about space travel. The universe is young. There's not a lot of people doing it yet. And so I'm, I'm interested in talking to someone. So with this, it's just me clearing my head. I had a bad night. I woke up angry. When we uh, travel in space, there's a lot of joy in it. And when we live in the earth, there's not as much joy. So I woke up motivated. I'd like to spend some time doing these podcasts. They allow me to clear my head and have a conversation. If, I, if I'm all alone with no one to talk to, I seem to make a little bit less progress with some of these things. But I need to, I need to um, hammer out the concepts. That just means like, uh, to hammer something out means to flatten metal. Uh, what I'm doing, I'm talking about it. My, my concepts are not perfectly shaped yet. With knowledge, we can build incredible things. I, I made the metal for that last spaceship out of uh, one machine uh, that built another machine in space on another world. And um, I made that machine with a hammer. With a hammer and components that were... Well, some of the components were provided for me by God, actually. You'd be surprised by this. He actually makes things. And so maybe I'll tell you the story of those spaceships. It'll 
be kind of interesting. See, in some podcasts I might talk about, um, math or physics. On other podcasts, I might talk about the universe and I might talk about God's magnificent creation separately on another podcast or together. So today, these podcasts might not get a lot of listens, but in the future, when I have 10,000 spaceships and a monolithic spaceship that can travel the universe, when, I'm, <clears throat> when my name is the most famous name in the whole universe, men might come back and listen to these podcasts. They might say, what was Dale thinking? Why didn't he invite anyone? And I might say, I did. I made podcasts and put them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and CastBox.fm and Anchor.fm and every podcast station I could find. I might even be on iHeartRadio. And I invited the whole world. And no one participated. I actually sent out emails yesterday to uh, DARPA and uh, the U.S. Defense Department. I might do that to other nations later. I sent the emails out to um, the United States first because they actually have had contact with three spacefaring civilizations in the past. One of them doesn't... Um, I don't even know if they have spaceships anymore. Another one has seven spaceships that I built. That's all they have. And they don't even travel the universe. And the other uh, civilization is the only one that's really doing things in the universe actively on other worlds. One really, only one world really. And I do talk to them from time to time. But rarely. They became envious of me because I built spaceships that we almost never used. But when I start to use spaceships, they'll be more envious. And when I have a fleet of 10,000 of them, and a monolithic spaceship used for peace and not war, they'll be more envious of me. And they'll probably call themselves my enemies. But I'll have a lot of friends, 15-year-old boys that want to see the solar system or the galaxy because they think it's cool. Young mothers that will be spaceship pilots, Buddhist monks that will be spaceship pilots, and uh, Teenage girls that want to do TikTok videos with a solar system in their background. Astrophysicists, astrologers, astronomers, mathematicians, and physicists. I might have a few friends on every world. And teachers, men that want to go to other worlds and teach. 
children, university. But I'll only take them if they teach true knowledge. I won't take, take them if they want to teach knowledge from the earth. A lot of the knowledge here is wrong and everyone here knows it. So to have a um, peace, we need a foundation of truth upon which our beliefs can stand. That's an excellent quote. I might say that a lot. That's the first time I ever said that. So if you ever skip ahead in my podcast or if you ever turn them off, I won't be offended. Sometimes I'll, I'll do things like this. But in the future, I'm hoping to do micro topics that can be found on Google search and Spotify search. You know, things like um, what is the best space weapon or something? Or what is the best place to take selfies in the universe if you're a teenage girl? if you're a teenage boy and there's some incredibly stunning places in the universe and after I do all of this for about six or so decades I'm thinking I might disassemble every ship take them all apart break all the technology so no one ever can ever build my ships again and I might take my monolithic spaceship and leave and never build it again Or I might just set it adrift in space. And one day I might come along to retrieve it. But until then, I want to establish peace, knowledge, and travel throughout the uh, entire universe. First throughout the galaxy, then through about five more galaxies, maybe four more, and then a little bit in the Earth. I want to teach diplomats how to travel to other worlds, and I also want to create um, a rest travel system so poor people that are oppressed can leave the Earth for six months if they want, go live on another world and build a farm or something. But to have peace and rest away from the misery and stress of the earth for a low price. And so because my ships are such a long-lasting design that don't need any extra cost after they're built, I might be able to do space travel for birthday parties for poor kids for $5. And if I can put three families on every vehicle, which is my, would be a hope if I made them out of aluminum, That's 15 people. That's only 75 bucks per day that the space pilot would get paid. It's not enough money. But it'd be affordable for the poor. And once I have a multi-galactic empire, peace, then I might take diplomats from the earth and teach them how to be real diplomats. I might say, this is the galaxy. These are people you never met and they're waiting to meet you. 
And when you tell them one lie, they might never trust you again. And they might say, how many worlds can we see? I might say from here, we can see 7,000 worlds where men live. I might tell them the name of some of the worlds, how many men live there. And I might say, they're waiting to meet all of us. What would you say? What would be the first thing you said to them? Would you try to tax them? Take their money? Because it's wrong. Would you try to give them uh, coronavirus injections? Would you try to conquer the world? Make them slaves? Would you try to make them join France? If you taught them, what would you teach them? If you loved them, how would you love them? And if you could only bring them one gift, because that's all that fits on a spaceship, what would you bring? Would it be a blanket? Or a hat? Money's no good to them. Earth money means nothing on another world. It has no value. I'll tell you what I'd bring. Ice cream and pizza. I'd bring bread. Strawberries, corn, things they already have. I'd bring wine. And I'd bring a way to contact us once per day. To contact me and no one else every day. And instead of spam in my email box, I'd have messages from other worlds. I might every day have 100 sextillion messages. That's 1 million times 1 million times 1,000 times 100. That's 1 billion times 1 million times 100 messages every day. And I might answer all the messages I can. So if you're someone that has a casual interest in the future, I can't make you any promises. I'm not interested in bringing technology to other worlds yet other than communication for pictures, videos, words. 